0: this country at the moment is the proposed legislation before the Victorian Parliament on COVID-19 emergency. This would involve the appointment of authorised officers by the government and the indefinite detention of people without trial, without any judgement all allegedly because of the current pandemic. These are extraordinary powers. This is to go before the Legislative Council of Victoria, and if it's passed, it'll go to the Governor for Royal Assent. It would seem to me to be appropriate at this stage for the Governor of Victoria to privately advise the Premier and remind the Premier that among the reserved powers of the Crown is the power to refuse assent. Many people across the political spectrum sincerely believe that this legislation is going too far, it is too dangerous and too much in breach of democracy. In this current pandemic, We've reached a situation where there is very little scrutiny of very strong, some would say extreme powers being taken by government. All of this needs greater scrutiny. And it is timely, it is appropriate that a lot of the subordinate legislation, that is to say, the making of delegated legislation, Under Acts of Parliament, should really be referred on such major issues to the Executive Council, to the Governor in Council, the Governor General in Council, where more proper scrutiny can take place, where there can be advice given that this subordinate legislation is within power, not only of the Act of the act and the common law which the act does not change unless the act specifically changes the common law and also as to whether any conditions on the exercise of that power are required and whether these have been fulfilled. These are important. There's an important need for greater scrutiny and for a power in the legislation for either House of Parliament where there are two houses and that applies except in relation to Queensland a power in both houses to disallow subordinate legislation. What is being done under subordinate legislation is enormous. Vast numbers of businesses have been closed down people have lost work people are being put in house imprisonment. Religions are not being allowed to be practiced. Curious exemptions are being given in relation to some demonstrations, in relation to some groups in society. All of this needs to be subject to far greater scrutiny. This is not the first or the last pandemic and in the future. There should be much greater scrutiny to ensure that all of this is in accordance with the rule of law and in accordance with democratic considerations. And do remember, we must all remember that within our constitutional system, within our constitutional monarchy, our commonwealth, our crowned republic, it is the representative of the crown, the governors and the governors-general who are the ultimate constitutional guardians outside of the courts, but ones who can act much more immediately and quickly to ensure proper process and even with the reserve powers to take action to block those things which are contrary to the essential democracy that Australia has always been and hopefully will always be. Now, second matter that I want to refer to is the growing tendency or the continuous tendency among the Australian media in reporting material about Donald Trump according to reports given by the American mainstream media. Now, the situation in America is such that the mainstream media or most of the mainstream media has become the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. At the same time, BLM, which has nothing to do with the liberation or the equality of the black people, it is a, a Marxist movement wanting to overthrow traditional United States, the United States Constitution, free enterprise. The sort of things that have made America great, the BLM and Antifa have become the military arm of the Democratic Party, because the Democratic Party of the United States is not the party, not anymore the party of Roosevelt, of Kennedy, of Truman. It's become a very far-left party. It's the party which is encouraging the looting, the burning down of buildings, the misbehaviour, even bashings and worse in American cities. And this should be reported properly in Australia. America is the world's dominant power. Since our settlement, we've been fortunate to live in a world with two dominant powers, first the United Kingdom, than the United States, both benevolent, both having very similar values and systems as ours. It's very important to us that they continue. But lies are being broadcast and reported about Donald Trump. For example, that which appeared in magazine The Atlantic under the byline of the editor Jeffrey Goldberg in which he reported from four anonymous sources that the president had called soldiers buried in a war grave as losers and suckers. And this was reported in Australia with a bit at the end of any such headline, sources allege. This was a blatant lie from beginning to end because Goldberg did not bother, did not try to interview any of the almost 30 people who were present at the time of the 2018 visit of the president to France. And all of whom have come out and said those words were not said. He didn't interview the military, which have said the visit to the war grave was called off not because the president worried about his hair getting wet, but because flying a helicopter in that weather at that time would have been too dangerous and was not permissible. And in particular, Goldberg did not interview John Bolton, an enemy, an enemy of the president. He's written a book against him. Who came out to and said, no such thing was said, yet it was reported here. We never report in Australia good things about Donald Trump, what he has achieved. It's always the bad things. And it's about time that the Australian press woke up to this. There is, for example, the... The misreporting of charlottesville charlottesville was a terrible riot in america where white supremacists klu klux klan people and others fought with the far left and the president said they are fine people on both sides and mr biden and his campaign has come out and repeated that and said the president said they'll find people on both sides he's therefore approved of the extremists And that's been repeated over and over in the American mainstream media. But they all know, they all know that Trump, in that same address, in the same interview, said, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists because they should be condemned utterly. The American mainstream media allowed Biden to get away with repeating that. They haven't corrected it in their text. This is being carried over here, and it's wrong for the Australian media just to relay the rubbish and the lies and the libels being printed and broadcast in the American mainstream media. In the meantime, I do find it extraordinary the way in which the enthusiasm is being shown to the President in his various rallies, or he calls them now protests, which he's holding across the country. The enthusiasm is remarkable. Mr. Biden is unable to show anything like that. I saw one of his where there were six journalists all spaced and wearing masks. And Mr. Biden called for the teleprompter to be brought closer to him so he could read the answer to a question from a journalist, presumably without notice. It's as fraudulent as what goes on at question time in Canberra, where the questions are written in advance when they come from your own side. Well, there's enthusiasm and there's also energy and entertainment. The last address I saw in North Carolina of the president went on for two hours, two hours of untrammeled interest and joy on the part of the people. What I found very interesting was that given the current vacancy in the Supreme Court, he said he would go ahead and fill that. And that's caused an outrage. And that is completely unnecessary because the Constitution provides that the president, the president is to fill any vacancy. He shall nominate and the Senate, and he shall appoint if the Senate gives advice and consent. Well, that's what's happening in the United States. It's crucial that the Supreme Court be fully personed, that there be nine people on the Supreme Court to hear that case. And that is very important that that go ahead and that that be filled. And there's no reason why there's nothing in the Constitution for him to hold back on that. Now, the important thing is that this be done. It's very important that the Supreme Court go back to judging because too many activist judges have been appointed to the Supreme Court to effectively legislate to do the things that the people do not want the supreme court has for example found in the constitution a right to abortion there's no such right you can turn that constitution inside out and it doesn't exist this is a matter for the laws of each state and i'm not saying that women should be punished for abortion i'm just saying that there shouldn't be a right into the federal constitution and assistance under federal law for the abortion industry, which has resulted since that great case of Roe v. Wade in 60 million babies being killed and a highly disproportionate number of black babies, Afro-American babies being killed. This is unacceptable. It's unacceptable for judges to play the role of legislators. If that starts in America, as it has, it's caught in other countries, as it has been here, and judges start legislating when they're there just to judge on the existing law and not to say the Constitution's a living document and it means what we want it to mean. That is completely wrong. So it's very important that the President fill the space uh, on the court at the moment, the vacancy. It's very important that the Senate go ahead and, if they wish, give the positive advice and consent, and there are other numbers there to do that. Some senators, some rhinos, Republicans in name only, are saying, oh, it shouldn't be done in the last year. They're only going to help Mr. Trump in his campaign because this will bring out the evangelicals and the Catholics who are so opposed to a federal constitutional right to abortion. So on that point, as I say... The whole purpose of this program is Take Back Your Country and uh, the ways in which Australians can assist in taking back their country from politicians who are not doing their job, who are not delivering, can be affected. There is a petition on this, which sets out the solution for this movement. It's not a political party, it's just a movement for a proper review of the Constitution to make the politicians more accountable to the people.